the funny part about money and health is they're a lot less about head knowledge and a lot more about behaviors. Maybe 20% of our success is related to understanding money or understanding health, like the knowledge portion, probably 20%, and 80% is about what we do. And I think those two things being linked together is, is so interesting because especially in America, we have two epidemics. We have a debt crisis, um, our government does, but also, um, you know, personally, I think the average household debt carries like month to month credit card balances of somewhere around $10,000 plus or minus a few, um, which typically have anywhere from 12 to 24% interest rates on them. And we have this debt problem and we also have 75% of our population that is overweight with 42%, I believe now being obese as adults. And so we have a money problem and we have a health problem. And the interesting thing is I believe the cause, the root cause of both of those issues is the exact same. And 20% of solving that issue is understanding things. It's, it's studying them. It's knowing the science and the math and stuff, 20%. And most of us probably know enough um, to where we should be able to make headway, but we can't. We still live paycheck to paycheck. We still gain 5, 10, 15 pounds every year. We still yo-yo diet. We still take out loans on stuff that we shouldn't be taking out loans. We still have more month than money left, right? Like we, we still have all these problems, even though we know a lot of stuff. And the 80% that really generates those results that we're languishing in and that I was languishing in for a long time is our behavior. That's it's 80% of our success is our behavior. And I think it's really empowering to see that because not only can we make headway in a really important place, which is our personal finances um, or business finances, we can also make incredible headway in our physical, mental, spiritual, relational health, right? When we say health, it's like capital H, all of the different areas that make us up because we're not siloed into you know, just our weight. Someone could have a six pack, but be super unhealthy because their relationships are falling apart they're stressed to the max and they're, you know, they could be addicted to some kind of drug or alcohol or whatever. Like you can look good, but be extremely unhealthy, right? So I'm not just talking about weight, but when we get a handle on the behaviors that are putting us in the place we don't want to stay in, that's when we can really make progress. And I'll, I'll share a couple stories that illustrate the point. Number one, for me in my health, when I had this realization, it was about three years ago, we had just come back from a vacation in Oregon. We were on the Oregon coast. It was awesome. We saw lighthouses and went tide pooling and, you know, got all sandy and had a, had a good time um, with, with my parents and uh, my, my brother and sister-in-law and our kids. So it was just great. And I was looking at one of the family uh, vacation pictures when we came home and was like, oh, that's such a great beach photo. Who's that guy with us? And then it hit me like that guy was me. 
And I did not recognize myself in that vacation photo. That was a problem. And the next morning, I jumped on the scale for the first time in months, and I weighed 209 pounds. Now, I'm 5'8", so that is not a great look. I, I like to say I was going, I was starting to look like George Costanza just without the bald patch. Um, it was not, it was not a good look. I was not healthy. And in, on the outside, I was looking bad, inflamed, puffy, tired, um, wasn't looking great. I had lost my chin, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But what was worse is I was taking Prilosec every day for just terrible heartburn. Um, I was like winded walking up flights of stairs. I was exhausted all the time. I wasn't an engaged dad. I was just kind of collapsing on the couch. I was, you know, all of those things, like like in a holistic place, maybe my relationship with God was, was good and my relationship with my wife was good and my kids was generally good, right? So like I had areas that I was healthy in my life, but I had a massive, massive place of unhealth that was really toxifying all the other areas because we're not silos and so we can't compartmentalize like everything touches everything right and so i was in a really bad place and the thing was i i had done so much dieting i was a professional dieter i probably could have written a book on um, dieting because I had tried like 17 different things. And so I knew all about keto and I knew about like keto test strips that you could pee on and see if you were in ketosis. And I knew about um, paleo and I knew about macronutrients and I knew about, right, like fill in the blank. I knew a lot of stuff. I knew that there were 3,500 calories, you know, approximately in a pound of fat, if, if we're going to look at it, um, you know, and, and what it would take to actually get rid of that fat and burn it, so to speak. And so it's like, I knew all these things, yet I was still grossly overweight and headed toward obesity. So it wasn't a matter of knowledge. Um, and on a financial side, I just read about this guy named Ronald James Reed. And so I, I, I told my like story of poor health. I want to tell this guy's story of, of money because um, he has a Wikipedia entry about him. And it, and it starts like this. Ronald James Reed was an American philanthropist, investor, janitor, and gas station attendant. So it's amazing because for his entire career, Ronald Reed was he, he fixed cars at a gas station and he swept floors and, and cleaned and he had two jobs that wouldn't we would not look at those and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's going to be loaded. We'd look at those jobs and say, man, he's probably going to be struggling to make it. Yet when he passed away in 2014, he left two million dollars to his family and six million dollars to um, I think local hospitals and like his library and so to charity. So he became a philanthropist and was a massively successful investor, um, even though he had jobs that we would have looked at and been like, yeah, he's not making very much money. And also we would have looked at him and, and thought his financial literacy certainly couldn't be that of, you know, a Wall Street executive. So so this wasn't a guy who probably um, you know, was immersed in like derivatives and the bond markets and all this stuff. I mean, maybe he was, but it seems like he was just kind of an average guy who experienced the high yield of good 
behaviors over time. What did he do? He saved and then he invested. And that's it. He just lived on less than he made, invested, and over, you know, a number of years, there he is. He ends up from gas station, you know, from gas station employee to a multimillionaire philanthropist. And those two stories of, of me and my poor health, I had tons of knowledge, but terrible behaviors and was overweight. Ronald Reed, not very much knowledge, but excellent behaviors and ended up being able to leave a legacy. Money and health are so interesting to me because it's fundamentally success in those areas is fundamentally about what we do. And so for me in health, and that's what I want to just spend a couple more minutes on, it was about understanding not what to do, but why I was doing the things that I was doing. It was about understanding my poor emotional regulation. That's really what it came down to was my emotional regulation was so centered on food that I was overweight. And no matter how much progress I'd make in any of my diets, I would end up not just back where I was, but I'd end up worse off. And it's because my behavior and my habits were centered around um, stress eating and burying anxiety in um, carbohydrates and pizza, in, in celebrating with food and treating myself. And every, every, every time I had an emotion, I would basically eat, <laughs> which is not conducive to um, a healthy a healthy body <laughs> or mind. And so when I really peeled back the layers of the onion, it was apparent to get my health under control meant understanding my psychology and my behavior and my emotions and my mindset and my habits rather than just knowing all the right numbers and science. Did I learn a ton when I, you know, I started uh, the program Joelle and I coach and lost uh, 38 pounds in 11 weeks and it changed my life. Did I learn some new things? Absolutely. But what I learned equated to 20% of my success and what I changed in my behavior was really the 80% of, of success that I got to experience and also now I've been able to maintain. My weight has never gone back up into the 200s again and gotten even higher. I mean, if I had just been doing status quo, I'd probably weigh 220 pounds now. And so my encouragement is no matter what you're trying to change, whether it's money, whether it's your waistline or anything else, don't ask how before you really figure out why. Why am I where I am? What behaviors have created my, my current circumstances? And when you figure out why, then you can really build a path to how, but it's not going to just be a matter of learning something new. It's going to be a matter of acting differently, changing behaviors so that you can experience new results.